IDBM Challenge Podcast, Episode 3. Mika Leinonen is a pal on a mission. He's creating design-driven tools and methods for everybody so that we can together create a better future. But how do we get there? Find out more in this episode. Enjoy! Welcome to yet another episode of Park Benches and Statues. <laughs> I'm here joined by Mika Leinonen. Thanks for coming to the show. Thank you. For those of us who don't know who you are, could you give like a brief, like where do you come from and what do you do right now? Uh, yeah, I, I consider myself to be a, an, an innovator, uh, a design thinker. Uh, of course, you have to be a keynote speaker and an author to be to be credible. Uh, but but uh, first of all, I, I consider myself to be a uh, visionary innovator. And my, my background is in, uh, I studied as a graphic designer a long, 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 long time ago uh, and, uh, and moved from there to, to, towards strategies and, and design thinking. Mm. So I gravitated towards uh, the higher, higher level of, of uh, strategic uh, thinking and, and, and that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. How did you kind of make, make? How did you make the transition from graphic design to more strategic? Well, I, ha- I have sort of like a. I have a. I have a gift that I can. I can see simplicity in complexity, hmm. and that 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 has turned out to be really valuable asset in in today's business world, which is fairly fairly complex. So that that's been my main asset. And so the graphic, the background in graphic design helps a lot. And I, I pushed myself to think bigger. As as I have two kids, I I, I had to. I wanted to. I wanted to do something that that's meaningful. I want to help mankind. So that's why I, I I I started thinking like, where is the world going? What's what's happening? What's the big picture? How how can I use my talent to to help? Mankind. So, so when, when I'm when I'm old and my my children and hopefully my grandchildren uh, come to my deathbed, they know that I I I tried my best to do good things, and that that's why I I've spent my let's say my last ten years thinking what's the big picture, what's going what's going on, and and how can we make the world a better place. That's my main driver pushing me. Uh, forward. I find that really interesting, like, you know, finding simplicity in, in complexity. Do you have it, like, how conscious are you about this, or is it, like, like super intuitive? I think it's intuitive, but of course, uh, I have it under my skin, but I sharpen my tools every day. Mm. Just just walking around, I, I see everything as patterns, and they're not they're not always really simple patterns, but, but they're patterns anyway. Can you give any like examples of how do you make complex more simple? Yeah, just suddenly I had death in the family. And as I saw in the funeral, a lot of people, relatives and, and, and family members that, that were in pain, I somehow saw the different kinds of sorrow and how, how they are different and how, how they relate to each other. And what are the differences as, as patterns and how will they probably evolve? 
it almost feels like a different world in a way, because you see the world in such a different way. I don't know how, how other people see the world, so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I don't know if it's any different. You mentioned in the beginning about this um, design thinking. How do you match those, or are they compatible even? I try to uh, create tools for, for companies, because, because uh, I believe that to save the world, to save the human race, we, we need to have companies do it. Because company, I believe companies are, are the strongest force force on this planet right now, mm. man-made force, uh, and and to do big things, to do great things, to to accelerate the change, we, we need to to change the companies, we need to change the mindset, we need to change the goals, the the the, the strategies of, of the companies, and so to use my thinking to scale it. I need to create tools that others can use and, and others can do the change. I know that I can't do much on my own. We have to do it together. So I, I try to create tools for others and, and I hope others, other, will, other people will, will take them forward and use them to do the, the thing that we must do together. Yeah. So that's, that's how I think design thinking is essential for, for my work. It really takes guts to say that I can't solve the, all the world's problems by myself, but I need others, and others need me. Yeah, yeah but my talent is, is fairly limited, but other people are, are great at other things. It would be kind of narcissistic to say that I, I can do great things on my own. Mm. We need to do it together, and I think we are doing it. And Welcome back from the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you were talking about these examples of servitization, toilet paper as a service. I think everything is becoming a service. It's an old case, but there was uh, John Deere was there, there was some sort of a legal dispute that can the, the farmer do something with the tractor with, with the with the programs that are inside the tractor and, and and there was a lawsuit I think and I think the the John Deere won the case that they, they they said that they're they're just leasing the software that's inside the tractors so they are the only ones who can who can maintain maintain the tractors because they have access to the software one example of uh, of this immaterialization of the world is is the data as so many people say that data is the is the new oil yeah that's again something that, that many companies are just now realizing that do they have data points enough to uh, maybe some companies already have too many data points but but so many companies are just trying to to create more and more data points to get the data and companies are trying to grow bigger and bigger and bigger like like Amazon to get more data points because they know that the value is there if it used to be location 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 it's now it's it's data 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 again that's one example of how companies are transforming and the whole world is transforming and and that brings us to to ownership there's a big shift in, in ownership as, as we are driving towards the immaterial world uh, the, the old rules of, of owning things no longer apply if you're looking at the world from the perspective of material world you're probably thinking about scarcity and you try to own as much as possible and taking away from others but as we are moving towards the immaterial it's it, there's no point in, in trying to get more and more and more of stuff or, or trying to own bigger piece of something because because the immaterial world is is the world of abundance mm. 
So, so how can you own a big piece of abundance? I think that's one big thing that executives need to learn how to deal with abundance. I believe that as we are moving towards the world of, of abundance, the, the old rules, uh, the strategies don't work anymore, and companies need to to find new ways to 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 find the business and the advantage. And quite often that means that they 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 need to to share the ownership of things with with their customers. And and for example, when it comes to data, it, they they will get more data. They will get the soft data. Uh, they they will get people's emotions and and all that kind of data if they share the data with their with their customers so sharing creates more and that's that's the way abundance works mm. is that, that the more you have the more more you link different things together the, the more you create the idea is to create as many flows and and motion yeah the old way of thinking is that you have something that stays put and you put that in the safe and you own that but the new way of thinking should be that that you you see the world as flows, mm. and you try to uh, guide those flows and create more flows and combine and melt those flows together, and 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 and, and try to make business out of those flows, and not something that you can you can fence and and guard. Would you say it's because um, like quite often we are thinking like in terms of. Um, kind of polarities, you know, this is capitalistic world order and this is communist. Um, right now we are going to something something else. Yeah. But is it like clearly, is there like a clear trajectory, like how do we get from here to that point, like what you are talking now? Or I believe that, that we need to, I believe, yeah, as I said, I, I believe that we need to uh, get the, the companies to do the heavy lifting. And the way we, we do that is to show them that big profits lie in the immaterial world, yeah. and that's that. That way, we can. I would say that we, we can trick companies to to start focusing on on the immaterial. Um, would you say that you know when you think about this um, free to play model? I mean, that has its flaws, but in a way, that's also like you know, the same kind of thinking, in a way, like a free stage that you provide the app for free, yeah. and then if you want to use more, like you know, well, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of free meal, yeah. because that makes so many, so many nice things available for people who would not otherwise ha cannot, could not afford those, and and yeah, companies, companies think they, they can trick people into either buy buy the service after they have used the the, the free premium version. Or, or maybe get some new data points and and use these customers as a, as a as a product that they can sell forward but that's that's okay that's that's the way we get companies to share to, to learn the mindset of, of sharing and working with abundance yeah I think freemium is a, is a great thing mm. at least for me it echoes with this kind of maker movement yeah that you know you can actually like we don't need to play with these economies of scale anymore because we can Make the, uh, the the product life cycle like more tangible and well, not tangible, but kind of it's more agile in a way. Yeah. We don't really need the companies to make, or we don't need to make like batches of ten thousand products. Yeah. Probably we have lost many companies uh, on the way that have become obsolete. The trend now is that I think we are seeing more micro companies 
smaller companies, and then we have these giants. And I believe that the, the, the micro companies, those are the future. Uh, and the, the big companies, I don't know what's going to happen with them. We, we are going to just have a couple of companies. And, and uh, I want to believe that they, they will lose their business advantage at some point yeah. and, and become also obsolete. But we'll see. I think the power lies in kind of thinking about business. You said like, you know, future orientation and, you know, trying to imagine. I mean, when, it's funny, like, when you mention, like, all these major corporations, I mean, when you look at science fiction movies, quite often they have these uh, dystopias where you yeah. know, the world is governed by companies and, you know, governments no longer exist. And, I mean, it's quite interesting that we see it always as a kind of bad thing. Yeah. But, like, what kind of skills do we need or should we possess, like, today? I, I believe flexibility mm. is, is the key and open mind and, and being interested in many things. I don't know if, it is, if it's multi-potentialite what, or what's the word for, for people who are talented in, in or interested in, in multiple things. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm completely against formal training, but I, but I think it's, it's, it's more important to have an open mind and, and, and look around and, and build your own worldview. Be flexible in, in co cooperating with, with others. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good point. And thinking about why do we educate ourselves and how do we educate? Yeah. It used to be that you know, once you graduate and you you know you have like a fancy title or something, then then you are employable. But it's no longer the case. It's more about the mindset. Yeah. Having the right mindset really is the key. Yeah. In the, in the global market, it's it's important that people find their passion and follow their passion and do what they really want to do because you, you need to be good at what you do uh, and, and that only, that's that's only possible if you're passionate about the things you, you, you're doing. Yeah. So I think you have to do what you do 24-7, leave the, the, the things you want to do and not just do them at seven hours a day. Yeah. So what are you passionate about? Yeah, I think I think I already said that I want to uh, change the world. That sounds a bit grandiose, but yeah, I want to do my my small share of that. Yeah, um, yeah, that gives me energy to think that I'm doing a good thing. And as I said, I think we have to do on the short run. We have to do evil things because we have to still work with the old rules to convert the old mindset in new ways. So, so we have to talk to old managers in, in the old-fashioned way and, and create them old things, but with a new twist to get them moving slowly to, towards the, the new direction and, and creating a better world. What if someone wants to find out more about your thoughts or if they want to get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, the, we have a company... company website uh, ghostcompany.fi my design thinking tools are themailframe.com and you can also find I, I don't post much on Twitter but but some okay but yeah and I would love to be connected with with, with the great minds and, and young thinkers on that note thank you so much Mika. thank you